0: A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Everyone, welcome back to another interview here on on the Simple Programmer YouTube channel. I've got Joe uh, Cole Antonio here, and Joe is uh, is someone who uh, who I've been really impressed with just watching him him do you know, do his thing with uh with his podcast test talks and just like carving out a, a niche for himself. So um, I wanted to bring Joe on and just just interview him and talk about kind of what he's doing. Because uh, I think it's, it's so cool like to see someone really applying a lot of these these things that I'm always harping on you guys about about you know marketing yourself and, and creating a niche and making that niche very, very specific um, and, and just to see someone building like a, just an awesome personal brand and brand around, around this company. So uh, so welcome, Joe.
1: Thanks, Sean, for having me. I really appreciate it. This is awesome.
0: So, um, so Joe, uh, you know, we we have we've, we've known each other for, for a while here. Yep. Um, we've uh, been, uh, I know that you you've been a a big um, a fan of, of a lot of the stuff that I've been putting out, and you've actually been putting it into practice. Uh, but uh, uh, I'd I'd love it if you if you take a second to introduce yourself to to everyone out here who who might not be in the, the automation space and, and might not be familiar with everything you're doing.
1: Sure. So I'm um, Joe um, from Test Talks and JoeCalantonio And basically, I blog and have podcasts around test automation. So my mission really is to help testers, developers, and technical managers to succeed with test automation. Uh, I've been doing this for around uh, blogging about five years, and I just started my podcast last year. And I've been a test automation engineer for around 15, and right now I'm currently uh, full-time employed as a remote worker doing test automation.
0: Awesome awesome so um so tell me a little bit more about uh, about kind of how you got into well I mean you said you've been in test automation for fifteen years, but how did you get to the point where where you started blogging about it like and what was your thinking like what led you down that path
1: right absolutely so about five years ago um, I'm, I'm a little older than you and probably a little older than your your, your target audience so I started getting a little paranoid about uh, being too old for the field—I don't know if you ever read the uh, the blogs. Uh, you know, when you get a certain age, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, over 40," or when you hit 40, forget it—you'll never get another job. So, just being the kind of uh, nervous guy that I am, I said I-, I better put myself out there. So, when someone Google's me, they'll see that I- what I do, and and it'd be just like like you said, like personal branding, just promoting myself. So, I started it that way—it's more as a personal branding type website just to get my name out there. So when someone did a search for me on Google, they'd find me, I was in control of what was being shown uh, within that first result. So that's basically how it started, just being basically paranoid and just saying, you know, I want to take control of my, my name. Uh, there were some other Joe Calentonios out there, believe it or not. And so I just wanted to make sure that when someone Googled my name, it was me that came up and it was positive stuff that was being seen when they, when they do that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's a good good strategy. I think that's pretty similar to, to kind of how I, I started out. I didn't really like know what I was doing, but I knew that right. I wanted to have some kind of you know, job security really yep. you know, to have and and uh and so so how okay, so so tell me a little bit about that that transition then or, or, or what happened? I mean when you started blogging, like what was that like the first I don't know, maybe like a couple of years when, when you started doing that?
1: Sure. So I'll start off by saying I love test automation. So uh, it's, it's my passion and something I love anyway. And I really just started it so I could have a job in the field so I can continue later on if I was laid off or something. So that's how it started. And so uh, the first couple of years, I try to follow a set uh, schedule. I think if you're consistent, that's a key. People expect consistency. And if you're consistent, your, your audience will grow over time. So I started blogging uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And over time, uh, I really focused originally just on QTP or HP products. So it was really a niche on top of a niche. Yeah. And um, you know, over time, I noticed that more, more people were moving towards open source solutions. And I was getting a little typecast as just this QTP, uh, HP guy. And also I had some legal issues with HP. Uh, but anyway, so I decided I better branch out a little and uh, maybe niche up a little to test automation in general. Because uh, I've been a test automation engineer uh, on a lot of projects using more than just QTP tools, uh, performance testing, and open source tools like Selenium. So that's how it all started, and how it started to to grow, and how my niche changed from a really focused niche into a little bit higher up niche.
0: Okay, and that's I think this is kind of an important point to talk. You know, for for most people that are they're listening, like yeah, I get a lot of flack when I'm like specialize, niche down yeah. as small as you can right and and then i think a lot of developers want to say no 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 i want to be wider than that. i don't want to pigeonhole myself and, and you've actually you did pigeonhole yourself at right. first yep. but you, you were but you became the big fish in the small pond and then you made and then you went to a bigger pond and I think that's what what a lot of people don't realize is that that's the approach you took is the right approach which is you want to be as specialized as possible it'd, it'd be a lot more difficult I guess or, or maybe you can answer to this too uh, if you've got an opinion on this but but in my opinion I think it probably would have been a lot more difficult for you to gain traction if you started out as the the generalized testosterone Automation guy and hadn't had that niche, uh, the, the smaller niche at first.
1: Right, absolutely, and and that's why I love your blogging course and why you 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 always mention focus on a niche. What you're really doing is, um, I, I see it more as you're building a platform. Yeah. So you may be starting with a niche, but you're putting all the infrastructure in place so that you can grow out eventually. So you're putting all the things in place that you're going to need, whether you're niching down or whether you're going to niche up. So you're going to be working on your, your email list. You're going to build uh, relationships with other people. And so really, like you said, start on a, a niche, really niche down. And uh, I wouldn't worry about it. What you really are doing, I think, is you're building a platform, and what you're going to build on. And it's going yeah. to be like your mini empire that you can do anything with after a while. But you really are just putting your roots down. And having that niche really helps you focus a little bit more to, to really really get everything in place that you need, I think. It makes it easier.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's that's the key too. It's funny because you know I I didn't do it the right way, but but we're <laughs> like, what? Well, what was your specialization or or niche, John? I'm like, well, you know, I I, I didn't quite. You know, I, I'm I'm looking backwards and I'm saying this is what I would have done right, right. now. Like it was much harder for me to gain traction. Now now I have enough of a reputation. I've got a big enough blog and stuff that I can be the generalized guy but 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 now you know I'm my specialization is really the soft skills or life coaching for software right. developers which isn't but but it kind of I came around you know different ways to find that but it's go- it's good to see like a very concrete example of what I'm talking about that that you've done here um, so so tell me a little bit now how you how things you know transitioned over time and how you ended up or or what what caused you to go down the road of of creating a, a podcast
1: so i guess Like I said, I started as a personal branding and then I stopped thinking, well, maybe I'll make a little side income to support my site so I can at least pay for my website and pay for things like that. So then I started branching out and I noticed more and more people were doing podcasts and I didn't see many people in the test automation space or even test in general. There were a few that were doing it, but they weren't doing it consistently. So I thought I could fill that need and start a podcast and do something that was weekly that people can rely on. And that really, I think, for some reason, ever since I did that, my numbers may not have changed dramatically, but I've been getting a lot more offers to, do, uh, to talk at conferences, uh, for sponsorships. Um, for some reason, I, I don't know if it was because it's so new, the podcasting piece, and not many people are doing it, that it, it helped. But that, I think that really helped uh, bring my brand up and get me more uh, name recognition with other people. And, and it's kind of helping me grow my audience even more that way.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. And, and how long would you say that it took you to get traction, like to get... in in whatever you're doing, I mean, from, from the blog to the, cause a lot of, I think, you know, you mentioned some things like consistency, which I think is really important, but I think a lot of people get discouraged. Like I know a lot of people are going through my blogging course now and they're like, I'm, I'm, I mean, some of them are like, Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting traction. I'm getting, but uh, how long did it take you before you start to get like a a significant amount of traction where you actually have a significant number of visitors that are visiting, reading your blog posts, subscribing to your podcast?
1: Yeah, th- that's a great, great question because um, I didn't start off strong and, and it took me, f- I've been doing it for five years. So the first few years, maybe the first year, I had maybe four or 500 visits a month. And then over time, it got to maybe 1,500 to 1,800 visits a month. And now it's around uh, unique visitors, maybe 2,500 uh, a day. So. Nice. um it, it was growing. It grew very slowly. So it started off, like I said, 400, 500, and then, you know, get a thousand a day and then all of a sudden, uh, 2000. So I'm at that 2,500 now, but it took me a long time to get there. And like I said, because it was, I was treating it as a personal brand. And also I kind of treated as, um, because it's technology and I want to stay current with technology for me to do that. I have to have hands-on projects. So it helps me to always, always be learning. So I didn't think of it. This is, uh, my money ticket. This is going to get me you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. I didn't think that way. I'm just thinking this is going to help me stay current. It's going to force me to learn new technologies. So if I ever have to do a transition to another job, um, I have current skills and I have a pro- portfolio of things that I've done. So I think that's key also. Uh, it takes a long time and um, and it, it, it all depends what your goals are. But my goal is really where to get my brand out there, take control of that, keep myself employable and keep my skills up to date
0: right okay yep exactly so so that it's worth talking a little bit about that too now about those benefits because i mean obviously you didn't set out to uh to get probably some of the benefits that you have now that you probably didn't even realize that they're available but where are you now, as far as like what kind of benefits have come really from doing this? I think a lot of people there's often this 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 argument or, or they they don't they don't understand why you would invest so much time. Why market yourself? why promote a brand like why do things like blog and podcast so w- you know what would you tell them as to why like looking at where you are now in 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 sort of the benefits that you have from from being, you know, uh, the guy behind, you know, test talks and
1: absolutely. Really, it's all about employable. Being employable, it keeps you so employable. It keeps your 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 uh, your skills very sharp. And also, rather than you going out to companies, you'll notice over time companies start contacting you. So at first, I was paranoid if I was laid off. You know, I'll have something where you know, in between jobs, I can say, uh, hey, I'm looking for a job. But now it's like Companies are constantly contacting me. I had a big company uh, last week say, oh, "Look, we want to fly you out to San Francisco and we want to interview you for this job and i 'm like, eh, I work remotely. Why, why would I do that?" But it just <laughs> opens up those you know it really you're taking control of yourself and you're future proofing yourself almost you're taking control of your destiny, and I hate the idea of having my destiny in someone else's hands or thinking I'm powerless. It gives you power and empowers you almost where you're in control now, rather than this big company that everyone probably would love to work for. Now I'm thinking, hey, I want to work for joecalantonio.com, testtalks.com, my brand, why, why sell out and go to another company now and, and be, you know, follow their rules? So it really does empower you and uh, it gives you a lot of options. So if you do want to stay within the field, people will be calling you, you'll be getting better opportunities. You won't be worried about, you know, am I going to be employable? Am I going to get laid off? If you're laid off, who cares? You're going to have, you know, people will jump on it. I think you told me that, you know, if that ever happened to me, I could just tweet out, I'm looking for a job and bam, I'd probably have a, a few offers right away. So it's that kind of security, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's, I think for most people, that's going to be the biggest benefit, right? Is this like, even if you're not, even if you're not like super successful, like Joel, I mean, like Joe is with, with his, with his stuff, right. It's, it's like if you just have that presence, if you just have, if you have a blog that has like, you know, a couple hundred visitors a day or something like that, that's going to be huge. Like it's going to make a huge impact, especially if you're niche down, because you're going to be the, you're going to be the expert quickly in your, in your area. Uh, what about uh, now? I won't ask you to name like actual numbers, but um, but uh, but obviously you're making some money from this now. So um, you, maybe if you want to talk just a little bit about about that,
1: sure. So like I said originally, my goal was to make enough to cover my expenses. So my expenses a month were like thirty dollars, and so within two years I was basically making from Google AdSense maybe eighty to a hundred dollars. Um, it's still not that much significant now it's about 200 to 240 with Google Adsense just Google Adsense and also in my podcast and some in my book I also wrote a book so my book I get about uh, 150 a month recurring revenue from the book that I sell on Amazon and have a, a few sponsorships so uh, so my goal my, my second goal was okay I want to make enough to cover my website and pay my mortgage so if I ever was laid off Right. I'd have my website taken care of and my mortgage paid for. And so I'm at that point now, but after watching um, and reading your book uh, and everything you've done, I'm thinking, well, maybe I can blow this up a little bit more. Now my next goal is maybe, I don't know if it's attainable, $50,000. And then after that, you know, try to grow it from there. But right now I, I think I'm in a great place. I'm able to pay for everything, I have a business account. So I just tell my wife uh, whenever she sees packages coming to the door, not to panic. It's a, <laughs> I just write it off. Um, I've been able yeah. to write off with my taxes now, and um i'm I'm very happy i'm profitable i'm not uh, sinking money into it and uh i think I'm making decent enough side side money now
0: yeah, yeah, that's great that's it i mean even just that like like you said, I think for me too like one of the goals was I just wanted to make enough to pay my mortgage yes. like, at that point. Yep. Right. you get so much security when it's like hey even if you i mean we i think we're both like too conservative <laughs>
1: <laughs> right we're, yep. we're
0: both like afraid you know like because because i i always think even now i think worst case scenarios like all the time but Absolutely. but like to for, for someone who has that same mindset just to be able to say well my business is paying for itself and my mortgage that yep. means if i did need to find a job i could i could last i mean i could eat you know you know macaroni and cheese for a while and i'd be fine exactly. like I, I wouldn't get kicked out of my house so yep. that's uh that's that's always a wonderful thing <laughs> So, and I think, yeah, I, I think you've got a bright future. I think you can really, get, really you know, step this up with with the number of visitors that you've got. If you you get a nice product that you're selling through there, nice couple hundred dollar product, I think you could you definitely uh, you know step it up fifty hundred a year maybe uh, you know potential for sure. So
1: yeah, that'd be awesome. That's my next step. I, I'm listening to a lot of your podcasts and, uh, like I said, I've read your book. So my next thing after listening to you is probably creating some sort of product where. I'm going to try to sell it for maybe 97 to $197 and see how that goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. And, that's, and see, a lot of people don't even think this, you know, too. It's like that this is one of the things, too, that's worth, you know, for uh, a, lot of, a lot of developers I talk to, I think they're like, I'll just put a blog up on GitHub. And, you know, or, or do like a free blog hosting and like, no, just, just do WordPress because someday if you're successful, you're going to want to sell a product. Yep. You're going to want to do these things, start a mailing list and all this. And it's just gonna be so much easier to deal with WordPress. This is why I say this is because I mean, hindsight, you don't, you don't think about these things. right? It's like when you started your blog you probably never considered that you'd someday sell a product for like 97 or $197. Absolutely. You know? So
1: and it's so true about WordPress. Uh, when I first started, before I, I started blogging, I would put up uh, static sites. I, for some reason, I'd buy cool domain names, just put up a static site, never do anything with it. But having WordPress in place, that really helped uh, facilitate you know, keeping the, con- the, the content really fresh and, and, and growing. Yeah.
0: So um, So tell me a little bit about this redesign that you've got. Going on, I've been. I'm really impressed. I mean, just looking at your, I love your new logo. It's it's just, it's just so cool, uh, and and everything is just looking so good on your on your site now. I'm jealous now. I'm like, man, I need to get a redesign here and get get some things going on. But um, but tell me about a little bit about that, the process and, and what you've been what you're do what you've been doing with that and kind of your thinking behind behind that.
1: So, I don't know if it's the nature of my blog being kind of like a, a knowledge base, but my bounce rate's really high. And I was thinking it had to do maybe with my messaging. When someone goes to my webpage at first, uh, I don't think within 30 seconds, they knew right away maybe what I was doing. So part of the redesign was I wanted to refresh it so that when someone saw my logo, rather than seeing uh, something that I, that I created really amateur, uh, kind of looked like a clown, like maybe I was in the clown business or something, <laughs> that uh, I wanted to do something more automation related where someone comes to my site right away, they know, okay, this might be something I'm interested in rather than coming to it and bouncing off. So that was the genesis of why I went with the redesign. And also, uh, once again, listen to a lot of your podcasts. You've been talking about uh, outsourcing a lot of the work that you may have done originally. And one of those things that I was doing was uh, creating things in Photoshop. I'm not a graphic designer and uh, you could tell. So I thought, hey, I'll take John's advice. I'll give it a try. So I went on 99designs and I I was really pleased also, I was doing my own transcripts. I was typing them out. I took your advice. I just, I just outsourced that.
0: There we go. Oh, yeah. you're doing your own transcripts? Man, yeah. that's, that's hard work. <laughs> I know. So
1: <laughs> a really great advice on the, on the stuff that you don't like to do that you maybe aren't, aren't great at. I definitely, I would go outsource it. Um, it's not selling out. It's really taking the low-level things that you don't want to do anyway, and it's not taking away from the value that you're adding get rid of those things. So that's the, one of the main reasons why I did the refresh. I, I did the rebranding. I got some professional logos done. I love the logos now. I'm getting really great feedback on it. And um, it really just helped the, give the site a, a facelift because it's been a while too since I, I've done that. So I really just wanted to give a sense that when someone came to my site, they had like, what's in it for me, they could see right away. Automation aw- awesomeness, automation made easy. And I, I have a, a nice... Uh, big picture now where they can log in and they can uh, they could sign up for my mailing list. So I really want to focus on trying to grow my mail my mailing list also also. So that was part of the redesign.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You've done a great job on Thanks. it. Uh, for everyone out there, you know, can visit uh, what's the what's the best address to is it testtalks.com or is it better to go to Yeah the
1: easiest one to remember probably is dot uh, testtalks.com and uh, I have a link back to my main uh, blog joecolantonio.com
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I encourage you, if you're interested, check it out and see what Joe has done. He's really, really, you know, done a great job of branding and just, it, it's very clear, like your your message is very clear when awesome. you get there Thank now.
1: Uh, that's what I was aiming for, so that I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So uh, so cool, yeah. It, it really f- starting to feel like the the central place to go for auto- anything automation, uh, you know, on the web. So I think that's I think if you, you've got you've got a really good, uh, you know, now you've got a really good solid message. You've got good branding. You've got a, a good niche to be in. So this is uh, it'll be really exciting to see see where you go. And and you know, I was just at sorry, Orlando. All right. and uh, and it's like all all the sessions are about automation now right. so it's like yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is su- such an important in fact i just have just got off the phone with a consulting client and what do they want me to consult on automation oh. automation like i'm like awesome. i don't even do consulting now but right. they want automation stuff yep. so it's a uh, it's 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 a great place to be for sure
1: definitely and also uh, along the same lines uh, i had some professional headshots done uh, kind of cheesy but um really I had pixelated pictures before, and that also helps with uh, when someone comes to the site. It's not like some some guy that just threw something out. It just gives it a little more professional uh, feeling to it, I think. And, and like I said, I'd, hopefully it's going to take me my next step now when I try to create some products. So it looks yeah. a little more professional, and people have uh, a little more confidence when going there that they're buying from someone that has their their, their stuff together. Just yeah. trying to convey more professionalism with it.
0: And you start, you know, you start where you're at. Like, it's like, you know, and, and not, even still not, these, thing, these things are not that expensive. It's like, exactly. you know, 9-9 designs might be a little bit more expensive. Yep. You got, But you got a really good product. But so someone can just go out to Fiverr and get something done or even, you know, hiring someone off of Odesk or I forget what they renamed it to now. But yep. um, and, and, and then, you know, in, in transcription is like <laughs> I pay like 30 bucks a week for like for all my YouTube videos and my podcast transcribed, you know, so oh, that's,
1: I have uh, to get that off you because I've been using a other service speech pad, which is a dollar a minute. So that's interesting.
0: Uh, okay. I hired, I hired my own transcriptionist from the Philippines. That, oh, okay. She's happy to do, you know, at that, at that rate. So, yep, cool. but, uh, but yeah, so, okay. So um, wh- one thing, last thing I kind of want to ask you about is, uh, is, you know, for advice that you would give for someone that is starting out you know, they're, they're just creating their blog. You know, they've got the, you know, they're just at the beginning, but they'd like to do something maybe like what you're doing or what I'm doing. Uh, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: You know, I know this sounds really weird, but uh, I really believe in consistency. People expect you, if you say you're going to publish on Tuesdays or Thursdays, I, I would do it at least once or twice a week to build up that confidence that someone's going to go to your site and always see that you're updating it. But just for some reason, it's a turn off to me when I go to a blog and I notice they, they may have blogged once in January, twice in February, five times. It just it just doesn't seem right. So I would, I would stick with consistency. And I like what you said, as long as you get started, you get all your roots down, you can grow it from there. But I would say just stay. It's very simple. Be consistent. There's no magic here. Um, if you go to my YouTube channel, I wasn't consistent with that. And you could tell that my my subscriptions really didn't grow. But I was consistent with the blogging and, and that's what the piece that really grew. So I would, you know, if you if you're gonna pick a platform, I'd say do it, stick with it. At least once a week and be consistent. And over time, uh, you'll you'll get in a rhythm where that you maybe you'll you'll do a little more content, but at least be consistent w- when you blog and, and do it consistently. I don't know if that's too uh, low level. Not, I mean, too high level, but I mean that really is the key to me. I think.
0: No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's one of the things I definitely preach is consistency. Yep. It's uh, it, it's really really hard to not be successful if you're consistent. Exactly. Like, because so. Self- right, yeah. Are consistent, so it's like I I would have a hard time. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, everyone wants to be successful quickly, but I would have a really, really hard time believing that someone who blogged continuously every week for five years wouldn't have achieved some level of of measurable success at that time. Like, it it, because so few people are willing to do that. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it really makes a difference, and um. I'm not a great writer, but you know I, I'm just consistent. I try to uh, add value to the community, and um, it really, it really pays off, I think, in the long run.
0: Well, great, Joe. Uh, thank you, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, what um, uh, before before I let you go here, uh, would you just want to plug your your site and your stuff one more time? Sure. Uh, maybe um, uh, if you can just give kind of an idea of of, of what you offer and why someone would want to come out there. Uh, to, to your site, and you can give the links out again one more time here. Yeah,
1: cool. So like I said, my mission really is to help developers, testers, technical uh, managers to succeed with all the test automation projects. So uh, performance testing, unit testing, functional testing, uh, API testing, anything that has to do with the automation and testing is really what I focus on. And I blog cons- uh, at least once or twice a week now at joecalentore.com, and I release a podcast episode at testtalks.com every Sunday and they're all related all around uh, automation.
0: Awesome. All right, Joe. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And, Thanks, Sean. Uh, I appreciate uh, that. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Bye.